the Giants, it is the Niners, and you can get a note. they've done have put themselves in a position based on how we played last season and where we ended up with you know looking looking at the standings all summer and seeing one point um, as they should be getting talked about and the things that are going on so when I think about playoffs John like we are our expectation of course is there but honestly our expectation is to win the Stanley Cup period Well, that was General Manager Kevin Adams addressing the media this morning. Welcome into Sabres Live. I'm Marty Biron on WGR 550 and MSG. And we're going to put Kevin Adams on the side a little bit here because we have a live guest right here at the arena at Quebec Center, and that is Ryan Johnson, or should I say Ryan Johnson? Go Be- ahead. Either one works? Either one works. I, I, don't, I think it's Ryan Johnson, but... When you came in for your first camp, you take a picture, first day of school type of picture, and yeah. you put down Yanni as your nickname. Yeah. What's the story with Yanni? So pretty much uh, Minnesota, uh, we had a kid named Johnny Sorensen. Obviously, if you call two people Johnny, it might be hard to <laughs> distinguish when guys call your name. So what happened was... I'm, uh, you know, my username, username on Instagram is Ryan Johnson. Okay. Um, I said it before a long time ago, but I got a little bit of Swedish in me. Oh. <laughs> so if you have a little Swedish in you, you don't say the, the J, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So. It's a silent J. It's a, a, a Janssen. Yes. So. so that's what I went with. And I, I uh, just call me Yanni. If, okay. if there's there's a, you know, Eric Johnson, so... If he's Johnny, then I'm Yanni. So. So you, but if there's no Johnson, are you Johnny or will Yanni always sick? Uh, Yanni will still okay. still be okay. I like that. It's different, and there's a story to it, so that's awesome. Well, um, first training camp, um, we don't know you all that well over the years, and, you know, a development camp maybe, yeah. whatnot. You haven't spent a lot of time here. Now you're turning pro. Um, what's it been like being in the prospect challenge and now your first skate with the uh, – with the real guys for training camp. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, honestly. It's it's being around uh, like first a rookie camp was unbelievable experience. Yeah, I've it's uh, it's crazy. Like these guys get to experience even the draft picks at a young age. Yep. I was in college for the past four years, so I didn't get to experience that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was like development camp, just another level of intensity and just a lot of fun too. Just seeing a lot of the same guys that we had been hanging around um, in the summer. And just building relationships. Um, a lot of the prospects are going back to their teams, but um, I think that's just been a blast. And the coaches are, are putting us through some great practices and some great coaching. It's like a great way to, to kickstart the season. I, I think one of your um, key skill or one of your talents, obviously, you're skating. And I'm looking at some of the drills that you're doing. I was actually talking with, uh, with, with um, Vinny Prospel this morning. He said... There's no defenseman on the ice anymore, like the straight defenseman that skates backward. It's like there's a fourth and fifth forward. Mm. And a lot of drills that you guys did this morning was angled by skating forward, always skating forward at players. Is that something that you feel comfortable with? Is that the way you played in college, or is this an adjustment and something new? This is definitely uh, it's definitely an adjustment. I'm seeing how it's so like uh, impactful, though. Yeah. Like, definitely takes so much time and space away, and... Yeah, it's definitely adjustment because I, I think the the thing is you were, we were taught, um, well, even just growing up, it was, okay, um, you can surf across, 
but usually try to surf on your side. Yes. But with this style, it's like, okay, you can surf all the way across, and this DA's got to read on it and slide under. So I'm getting adjusted to that, and I actually do like it a lot. So. How about playing the right side as a left-handed shot? Like, is that an adjustment too? If you're going to surf across, as you, you're a California kid, so I like how you use the surf analogy, but if you're going to surf across, go from the right side and come across, does it help that you are lefty just because you can angle with your stick a little bit better? It does, honestly. That's, that is a, does play a factor, I think, for sure. Um, the big thing is, is, yeah, like keeping that stick in the middle and forcing guys. And uh, I think there is... The easier way probably would be the the one hand on the get more extension, you know, yeah. versus coming from the left to right. It's usually you have to go two hands in your stick, but um, either way, I think I think you'd work on both ways. Okay, so you got to see Rasmus Dahlin up and close this morning and uh, on the ice. What do, what do you look at when you see a player that's established like Dahls, um, over 70 points last year, you know, all star and everything. So when you see the drills and how he does the drills are you paying attention or are you worrying about yourself most importantly no i was um thankfully he would lead the way with uh clifton so we would just watch them so Uh, you didn't want to be a drill wrecker so you'd let him start (laughs) and then you'd pay attention yeah yeah, that's part of it um but they they had a good they're good examples to to watch and um obviously they i like their uh you know they're more attacking and Mm -hmm. um confident too you can tell they're more mature so i think that was cool to watch do you see a reaction when the players the fords are coming in and they see darlene and clifton in front of them or do i when i first came to camp rob ray scored a goal on me and he yelled out if everybody wants to score come shoot on the kid there's like it was like everybody's eyes got bigger when they saw me uh, but in, if they went and shot on Dominic Hasek, they were like, oh, we can't score on him. Did you sense that the guys were trying to test you a little bit more with all these angling drills and one-on-one and trying to see what you, what you had this morning? Um, you know what? I had, uh, had a good partner in Clegg. Yes. So Clegg was giving me advice on what to do. So I was just kind of just me and him were reading off each other. And, uh, yeah, we were going against Ocposo's line a lot. So, um, you know, more of a, a veteran presence there yeah uh was there there's some hard uh, hard reps hard to defend definitely uh got scored on a couple of times so <laughs> oh that's not your fault it's goalie's <laughs> fault behind you you got to talk to them yeah uh, right, who yeah. impressed you like you you get on the ice and your group as tage thompson jeff skinner uh you talked about caloposo uh jordan greenway was there as well like is there one forward that's that stood out to you that impressed you this morning yeah no i think all around um like obviously I've I played against Olsen at development camp, yes. so I know he's solid player. I think seeing a lot of the guys that I'd watched um, you know, live or highlights of was, was cool too seeing. Um honestly I liked uh I liked how Benson came out with confidence. Yeah. I think he uh as a as a prospect he's you know, like carrying the puck is is uh he's got elite skill, so but um yeah, I think I think all around, like all the all the forwards were pretty solid you kind of have to have confidence if you're going to play on the line with jeff skinner and tage thompson right so zach benson got a pretty nice spot right there okay let's get to know you a little bit more because now we know that your nickname is yanni uh but i was looking at it and i'm like okay you went to minnesota um but somehow i didn't realize that you were born in california did you grow up in california was that where you played your youth hockey and and where you learned to uh to work on your skills yeah so california was where i was born 
um, and mostly raised. I was in Germany for a couple of years yep. when my dad was playing in uh, the Dell. Um, yeah, so Cal- like California is where I played all the way till I was 16. Played Junior Ducks, Wildcats, they're called. Yep. Um, and then went to high school for a couple of years, and then from there I went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yep. Played USHL. The, yes, one year in the USHL, and then from there I com- um, I committed before I went in, and then uh, Coach Moscow wanted me in a year early, so I I left and finished my senior year online. Oh really? And so you you finished your senior year online, and then you went right into college that way? Yes. Yep. Because I was I was kind of older for uh, for my grade too. Yep. For kind of want to do that. I think some purposes hockey yeah. you know, <laughs> sports yeah <laughs> but uh yeah and and schooling too i won't lie um but yeah so definitely uh that was that was where i grew up and played hockey and a lot, a lot of traveling did you play any other sports because in cali you probably have uh, a lot of different options there hockey is not at yeah. the top of the list right did you play any other sports uh, i played baseball okay that was probably then soccer were my top sports okay um but once it got like ten, ten years old, twelve years old, I, my my parents kind of had me make a decision, and I chose hockey. So thankfully, and uh, yeah. Is that dad's wish? Uh, obviously, with your dad playing all these years, did he push you in that, or did he open up like and say, "Son, whatever you want to do, I'm good with it." I think uh, I think there's some influence. Um, <laughs> you know, I think where you invest more time and. Um, resources is is probably where you you know where the kid wants to go and also yeah. where you want to go so i felt like yeah it was it was cool like just the investment that we were able to travel like to tournaments and play in the east coast um, being from a california team yep so yeah and i you know started to really enjoy it what was uh was that long beach there or was that ontario and east coast when you were growing up in that area what was the team in the east coast that that was around where you were um you're talking about the West Coast? The West Coast, yeah. It was Irvine. Okay. Um, was the city where I was, like, where we lived. And then, so, the closest city is Anaheim, which okay. is right next to it, which is actually not, not uh, right next to it, but it's a 30-minute drive. Yeah. And then L.A. is an hour okay. north, I'd say. So. Okay. So, you were you were pretty close to, you know, NHL hockey if you wanted to go mm. and watch it on TV and get to support and everything. Yes. Okay. You also, on that sheet... That was the first day of training camp. You had coffee or tea. It's a really simple this or that. And you circled tea. Are you not a coffee guy at all? I, I, full disclosure, <laughs> I hate coffee. I don't really? drink coffee. I can't do it. Wow. I'm high on energy anyway, so coffee would be bad. But um, most people would probably circle coffee. You circle tea. Is that, is that just yeah, you don't so like coffee? Tea, um I had this really good tea called throat coat okay. when I was sick one time, and I'm like, I really like tea now. Didn't like tea growing up. I've actually never drank coffee outside of tasting it in coffee cake. Oh, okay. And the smell, I, I don't really like. No, I see. It's that's the same thing. I can strong. do coffee cake, but just like people walk into coffee shops, and they're like, it smells so good. I'm no. like, no, it's not no, for me. Not good. Okay, and you also said that something that you did this summer that you like was visiting family and friends. Do you have a lot of family and friends spread out all over the place, or is it just a way for you because you've been away from home so long to be able to you know, kind of reconnect with your family and your friends? Yeah, so obviously I love spending the time in California with my family. That was 
so much fun going to the beach a lot and you know family dinners where I mean we're all kind of dispersed and gone uh, my brother and sister um, as well my sister's in college right now so that being back was just is so much fun just being with them um, a couple times a few times actually three I went to Minnesota okay and that's where um, obviously I played hockey there so I got friends up there I got um, not really um, no like extended really family yeah. there but um, I people who I'd consider family and also uh, my girlfriends from there so okay definitely uh, influenced uh, to go to Minnesota, <laughs> I think. That, that actually happens. And as you get to know a lot of the alumni here, Buffalo is kind of the type of place where a lot of us got here mm -hmm. as single kids and started our, you know, professional career. And, yeah, you meet, you know, we met people yeah. from Buffalo and we stayed in Buffalo yeah. the whole time. So yeah. that's kind of the same That'll thing with it. Minnesota for you. So, But, uh, Ryan, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for taking the time to stop by. Good luck in camp, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you again. If you need anything, Duffer and I are always here, always around during the show. So be happy to help you out. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Okay, for sounds me on. good. That was Ryan Johnson, obviously Sabres prospect, played at University of Minnesota, and uh, we were happy to have him. So that works. Uh, listen, half-season memberships are now for sale. Well, available um 22 game plans available now you can go on sabers.com slash memberships and you can pick your plan that you want so uh this is a great opportunity to pick sometimes you know weekend plans week plans 22 games uh those are going to be great so uh, that is available right now on sabers.com slash memberships so we thank ryan johnson for stopping by that was awesome got to know him a little bit better it was kind of a delayed time right every year we're thinking what's going to happen is ryan johnson going to you know make the jump from college to pro is he gonna sign um his name was in a lot of trade rumors which we'll discuss in a little bit here some of the trade rumors that are happening we're gonna do this or that later in the show but as we started the show today, we heard from Kevin Adams. He talked about expectations and how they need to embrace expectations. And it's very interesting to me the way Kevin talked about it because years ago we had Sam Ventura, who is a great analytics um, you know, I don't know his exact title here with the Buffalo Sabres, but he's a great mind when it comes to numbers and analytics. And we talked to him, what's more important when you look at numbers? And Sam kind of broke it down. Well, what you want to do is you want to win games. But to win games, you got to score goals. And to score goals, you got to take shots from great area. And to take shots from great area, you have to have puck possession. And he kind of broke it down in so many little details that I really liked his approach. Well, Kevin Adams this morning talked about expectations and what are the expectations for the Buffalo Sabres and he did say we want to win a Stanley Cup so that's number one but how do you win a Stanley Cup you got to win four rounds in the playoffs how do you get to win four rounds in the playoffs you got to make the playoffs well how do you make the playoffs you got to win games and then he took it all the way down to every single day you got to work hard every single day you got to get better every single day you got to be able to put what's happened behind you behind you know you got to limit the, the the negative really build on the positive so I thought that was absolutely absolutely interesting to hear Kevin Adams talk about it but he also talked about a lot of other things um, I mentioned Rasmus Dahlin with, with Ryan Johnson. Well, Kevin Adams was asked this morning about Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Powers' 
uh, contract negotiation, and this is what Kevin Adams had to say. This process started probably back around the combine before the draft. Um, the key takeaways are that you know I've explained to their their camps and to them individually how important they are to this franchise and how we feel about them and we want them here long term and our you know just that kind of conversation. They've clearly indicated back to me and to us that this is where they want to be and they believe in this team and they believe in the direction we're headed. So that's the that's the start, and then you work from there. These are these are not easy, um, you know, to to uh, get done. They're critically important for both sides, and we need to ensure that they're right. It needs to it needs to be right for both sides. So. Throughout the summer, I've had, I would say, characterized it as very positive conversations, um, productive conversations. You know, you go through ebbs and flows of this a little bit where they pick up steam and then, you know, you then kind of go back and do work internally. Um, over the last week, I'd say with both, um, the talks have been more intense, more frequent. Um, even as, as uh, recent as last night, with, uh, I was on phone with both uh, their agents for a long time, late last night. So these are, this is how it goes. Well, uh, I'm sure that it's very important for Kevin Adams to lock two of his big pieces on defense, but there is a process as to which you want to lock him in. And when you think of Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power, they're going to be big pieces for the success of this team. Uh, it is a process, and Kevin talked about the ebbs and flows. Um, I'm sure that at times this summer, they felt like things were going in the right direction, and then you take a little bit of a break. Or maybe some other players... Also, um, Jay, uh, Jake Sanderson with the Ottawa Senators signs, and then it changes things because now maybe you were going in a certain direction and you got to adjust a little bit. But I think that everything that we hear from Kevin and from Rasmus Dowling this morning, he mentioned, look, this I still have a year left in my contract. I'm not worried. I love it here. I want to be here. These will all get worked out in times, but there is big money, big contracts, and uh, big stakes when you think about the contracts that those two have to sign. So Kevin Adams has taken his time. The agents, very, very successful agents that have got a ton of experience. They also know how to stretch it out and get the best for their clients. And Kevin did mention uh, about Pat Brisson and uh, Donnie Meehan. So there's uh, definitely a lot that they, uh, they have to navigate there. But at the same time, uh, it's all positive and it's going in the right direction. Uh, another question that was asked, to Kevin Adams this morning was about goaltending. They have three NHL goaltenders right now here. Uh, and NHL goaltenders, I, I should say that in, in a loose way because we all know that Devin Levi is an NHL caliber goaltender, but he hasn't really played in the NHL all that much other than eight games uh, coming off from a, uh, you know, from college. Uh, Eric Comrie's been in the NHL uh, for a little while now and could be considered an NHL goaltender, absolutely. And UPL, well, last season did not start in Buffalo. He started in Rochester, then that got called up and stayed here the rest of the year. So um, we could say that they are three, all three of them, NHL goaltenders, but there's also a lot of question marks. Well, these question marks are not in Kevin Adams' mind right now, and this is what he had to say on the goalie situation. We're in a position of strength there. Um, you know, obviously, if you kind of back up in the summer, um, you know, we added depth. You know, we, you guys know bringing Tukarski back, someone that, that we have a history with, um, bringing Cooley into the organization, someone that we identified as with some real upside potential. 
Um, and then, you know, with three goaltenders that we believe are NHL goaltenders, um, just feel it's a, it's a position of strength. I understand when you can look on paper and say, well, there's some inexperience. They have as many games as other guys, and I get it. But ultimately, um, if you go and you look in the market and either you overpay in terms of dollar or term or cost acquisition if you make a transaction with another team, um, just because someone has more experience, I'm not sure that they're actually uh, putting you in a better spot. You know, so like I told you in the summer, we explored, we looked into everything like we do every position. But ultimately, when we boil it down, we believe in the, the people we have in that room. We, we've heard me say over, over and over again, um, you know, I think a, a guy like Devin Levi is um, incredibly uh, mature um, mentally and um, the, the preparation he puts in every day. Um, you know, we feel that he's, he's in a good spot and we continue to see UPL as a young goaltender progress. And then, you know, like in terms of Eric Comrie, I think, like I touched on in the summer, there, there was some tough times last year with the injuries, but he's an NHL goaltender, you know, so that's why we feel comfortable going into the, into the season. Well, I think that uh, everybody in that locker room are very comfortable with all three of these goaltenders. They've all shown that they can play at a high level. Um, there has been some moments last year where they all had to battle adversity, and especially Eric Comrie and Ukopeka Lukunen because they were here the longest, and they really felt the highs and lows of the season. Comrie got hurt. Lukunen, there was moments where the team didn't really perform well in front of him, and then he had to recover from that as a young goaltender. That is definitely hard. But when I think of Devin Levi, um, I, I agree, and I really feel the same way that Kevin Adams and what he said this morning is that if they didn't think that Devin Levi was an NHL goaltender, he wouldn't have played at the end of the season last year when the Sabres were battling to make the playoffs, right? Devin Levi came in and played incredibly well, and he kept playing game in, game out. Why? Because he was giving them the best chance to win at that moment. Now, it could change this year. You could go through a full training camp, and maybe that is Luke and get gives them the best chance at the start of the season. Maybe that's Eric Comrie. But I still think that a guy like Devin Levi, with his pedigree and what he's been able to accomplish the last couple of years, even though you go back to college hockey and you say, well, college hockey is not the NHL. I totally understand that. But there's a, a, a process, and I think Devin Levi has gone through all the steps, and what he showed last year at the end of the season was definitely positive. So um, I agree with Kevin that they're all three NHL goaltenders and they can all play a, a, a big role in the success of this team. But at the same time, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. They got five preseason games next week. There's a lot of hockey and a lot of minutes that those goalies are going to have to play and get ready for before the start of the regular season. So it's still out there. The question mark is still there. But I do like that they have confidence and that they – they didn't need to go look elsewhere. They feel like they have the answer right there in the locker room, and one of them will definitely step up. Player that Ryan Johnson mentioned this morning uh, that he was impressed with was Victor Olofsson. I took a sneak peek at Victor this morning uh, during their practice, their morning practice, and he looked really good. He was skating well, and man, can he shoot the puck. We all know that. Um, Victor Olofsson is not going to obviously – uh, move up or down in the lineup by what he does in practice. It's going to have to be shown in the games. Uh, so the question was 
post to Kevin Adams about Victor Olofsson and the summer that it was. Is he going to get traded, not traded? What's happening? This is what general manager Kevin Adams had to say about Victor Olofsson. Victor, first of all, he's a great, great teammate, great person. He loves it here. Um, he wants to be here. You know, I think there was frustration out of him last year. I certainly understand that he's a guy who scored 28 goals. Um, he's a very talented player. But I think what gives me comfort is he's a guy that comes to the rink every day and wants to get better. Um, you know, and that, to me, is the biggest reason why I think when players go through adversity and then they can take a step back and look at it and say, okay, you know, not woe is me, but okay, well, what was the coach thinking or not thinking and how do I um, do my part to become, you know, even more of a contributor on this team? So that's the kind of conversations you have. Um, but, you know, I'm excited for, for the summer he had. I think he's, he's ready to go. Um, and I gave him my word at the end of the season. Hey, I'm going to lo- look in the off season, and I, you know, I want I have to do what's best for the Buffalo Sabers. But I also understand where you're at in your career. Um, but ultimately, uh, he wants to be here, and, and he's here. You know, and I think um, we all know what he can do on the ice. And now it's just a matter of making sure that um, we're putting him in a position also to have success. And there is going to be an opportunity for Victor Olofsson to be put in a position to have success, obviously, with the injury to Jack Wynn. Kevin Adams also talked about it. We'll touch on it here in just a little bit. But with Victor Olofsson, 28 goals last season, yes, that number is great. And could it be 30, 35 this year? Absolutely. He could step it up and and continue to do what he does best. There's so much more around Victor Olofsson's game that needs to be shown to Don Granado and the coaching staff that he wants to make a difference, that he wants to win the one-on-one battles, that he wants to go and add a little physicality. It doesn't have to be giving up a big hit, but it also means you're going to go and engage uh, in the corner and win that puck battle and come out and, and then create the offense or sustain more offense when you are winning these puck battles in the offensive zone. So that to me is really important but Victor has shown as we saw on Monday at the Sabres Foundation Golf Tournament he had a big smile loves being here loves the team yes everybody wants to maybe move on if it's not working if the pieces don't fit and maybe Kevin Adams looked at um, what would have been a transaction for Victor Olofsson this year but he decided that wasn't best for the organization in this moment and Victor is here and he's going to fight to earn more ice time and produce and who knows maybe he's a top six player and at the end of the season we're really happy with his production a couple of other guys that impressed at prospect challenge that are going to look to fight victor olofsson for ice time and maybe start in buffalo as opposed to starting in rochester is yuri kulik and isaac roseanne uh, kevin adams was really impressed with them and this is what he had to say Really impressed, honestly. It shows their commitment. It shows who they are um, and shows how hungry they are to make the National Hockey League. But it also showed me um, the lessons they learned in Rochester. You know, that um, it's tough. And for guys that young to... uh, Seth does a phenomenal job of of teaching and the practice habits and um, helping those players learn and get better. But they went through a lengthy playoff run and I think realized, you know, how tough it is. And... Um, they put the work in the summer. Both of them had great summers. And, and it also, I think we made a really important decision of not having them come to development camp um, just to give that time because they had played so long um, in Rochester, you know, just to not disrupt that summer training. So 
um, they did the work. Ultimately, it comes down to, to the guys you're going to commit. You're going to get up every day and you're going to put the work in, um, or you're not. And they did, and I think it showed on the ice, uh, certainly during rookie camp to me. It did show during Prospect Challenge, and we were all very impressed with Kulik, and especially Zach Roseanne. It uh, seems to have take, taken a step forward. And, you know, I love what Kevin said about development camp, right? So you give those two players a pass because they played so long, so late in Rochester with their playoff run. Uh, but you want them to give back to you by coming in Prospect Challenge and dominating and come into training camp and being in you know, top physical condition uh, and and performing and really wanting to compete for that spot. So um, that's one thing. A lot of guys, well, maybe you didn't come to development camp and then you start to think, well, you know, I didn't need to work that hard. And then you don't perform in prospect challenge and then you don't perform in training camp because the pressure is too much. I think Kulik and Roseanne especially responded to that. And now they're here fighting for more ice time. Quickly, there was also an update on Matt Savoy that it was probably best-case scenario with Matt Savoy. He will miss weeks. As Kevin Adams said, it's more week-to-week as opposed to day-to-day. There's still a chance that Matt Savoy could take part in training camp, but they are going to be patient. There's no need to rush him. They can be patient and just make sure that he's completely healed up. But when they did the imaging and uh, when they talked to the doctors, it looked like it was best-case scenario. And with Jack Quinn, they're hoping that he may be back around Christmas time. The rehab is going well, but, uh, you know, this is a longer um, rehabbing type of injury. So with Jack Quinn, it'd probably be more Christmas. With Matt Savoy, we're talking week to week, and hopefully he can see the ice before uh, the end of training camp. If not, no big deal. You be patient, and you can rehab and get ready when you're fully 100%. So that was Kevin Adams this morning. Don Granado was just talking to the media a few minutes ago. We're going to take a short break here on Sabres Live, and when we come back, we'll play what Don Granado had to say on this Thursday on the ice at Sabres Training Camp. So we'll be right back here on WGR 550 and MSG.